Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Colossians 1, verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Author Scott Pace wrote about this verse, having established Jesus's supremacy over physical creation, Paul now seeks to proclaim Jesus's dominion over his spiritual creation, the church. This is what we've been talking about the last handful of episodes, that the first three verses were about his lordship over creation. Now, verse 18, you could probably tell by that first phrase, helps us transition into seeing Jesus as lord over, as Pace says, his spiritual creation or the church. This verse is pretty specific and clear on what he is trying to get across, I think. Uh, Not only is Jesus lord over creation, but he is the leader of the church, the new creation. And it is through him that the church is ultimately led. He uses the imagery of being a head of the body. So like a human body, our physical bodies, how we need a head to function and live, so too the church needs Christ to function and live. Which means a church without Christ as its functional head is a body without a head. It's dead. It cannot truly exist as it is meant to. Christ is the head of the church. He is the leader of the church. Which brings up one point that I think is actually really good news for us here. Maybe you've noticed over the last couple of years, it feels like every other week there's a celebrity pastor that falls or Christian leaders, they fall short of what our expectations are or what our moral standards for them might be. And I think when we see that all the time, it's important for us to know verses like this so that we can be reminded that leaders in the church are vital and they're pivotal for the health of the church, but they are not the heads of our faith. You know, a common struggle is when a Christian leader disappoints or he fails in ministry and people underneath that leadership begin to have their faith shipwrecked. They don't know how to make sense of their faith if a leader that they're looking to falls. Now, I don't want to totally downplay the importance of good, godly, humble leadership. Hurts in the church from leaders are a real thing that are catastrophic. I mean, and God gave the church human leaders to lead well. That's important. But we also have to remember, our faith is not built upon a man or a woman of the faith. It's not built upon a pastor or youth leader. It's not built on the spiritual strength of your parent. All those things can be important, but our faith is built upon Christ. The church, the body of Christ, is built with Christ as the head, no mere human being. And this is vital for us to remember when the church is thriving. We need to remember that it's not the leaders that are doing all the work and they're not the heads of the church. And it's also important to know when the church goes through a tumultuous time, that in both cases, it is Christ who is our head. He is who we look to, and he is who leads us. If you're in a church context right now, the way that you can know a good godly leader is asking the question, are they looking to themselves to lead, or are they looking to Christ to be the head? 
And the good news about Christ is that he is good. He is powerful. He is just. He is filled with grace. He is love. He is tough on sin and tender to the brokenhearted. There is no greater being to lead the church than Christ. And just as he is supreme over his creation, he is supreme over his church. Jesus is the true leader of the church. Now, well, we could probably end there. I do want to just make one more comment on the, the next phrase here. Uh, Paul says that he, Christ, being the leader of the church, is the firstborn from the dead. Okay, so there's our word firstborn again. If you missed the conversation about verse 15, you can check out that episode and get some more thoughts on that word there. Uh, But the difference between verse 15 is him saying he's the firstborn over creation, while here it's saying he is the firstborn from the dead. So let's ask ourselves, what does it mean here that he is the firstborn from the dead? I think he is saying that Jesus rose again from the dead. He was the firstborn, the first one to go from death to life so that all those in him will also move from death to life. And the end of the verse says, and all of that is so that he might be preeminent or he might be superior to all things. And one of the ways that I'm getting that is actually from a cross-reference in Acts 26, verse 23. So Paul is our author of Colossians, but here in Acts 26, he's preaching and he says, the scriptures have told us that Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. So Paul is saying there that the scriptures pointed to Christ moving from death to life, rising again from the dead so that he could preach the gospel of light to the world, which is an interesting point, I think, as the head of the church, think about how does Christ now preach light to the world? Well, through his church, his body, we are carrying out what Christ came to do, which is to proclaim the gospel to the nations and build his church. And he is supreme over all those who come to faith in him, who join the body, and then long for the resurrection from the dead. I'll be honest, I had a health scare in 2020 where a doctor told me that I should have died in November of 2020. And ever since then, I have lived with death being a little bit closer and a little bit more real to me. But you know what that's done in my heart? It hasn't made me fearful or anxious. It has made me praise God that I can anticipate a resurrection from the dead. The resurrection means death does not have the final word. Death is a mere doorway to glory. Death is a step into something greater. The sting of death has been eternally defeated. So I know this might be hard for some of you and this may sound odd, but if you want to, I want to encourage you to do one thing today. I want you to consider death for a moment, but don't dwell on it anxiously. I want you to consider it and consider it defeated. Consider Christ who overcame death and consider the fact that you too will overcome death if you are in him. He is the firstborn so that 
all of God's people may follow. Hebrews 2, 9 and 10 say that since Christ tasted death for us and rose, we too will move beyond death and be brought to glory. That is our great hope. That is what we await. And that is why our faith is built on Christ. He is the head. He is the firstborn of the dead so that we might follow. And he is Lord over the church. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.